0: All right. We're rolling. All right. Welcome back. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney. And we left off in Romans chapter 6 at
1: verse 15 14. We're going to start with 15. Yeah. We'll start. And I'll go ahead and read. Okay. It says, what then? Shall we sin? Let me put my glasses back on. <laughs> Everything's a little blurry. Uh, what then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under law, but under grace. Certainly not. Kind of the same question that was asked before, right? Right. Uh, at the beginning of chapter 6. He says, Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanliness and lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin, having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, when you think about the idea of being slaves to
0: something, you know, I I think of, you know, even... Even the world, even ungodly uh, people can see the benefit in some things. And oh, yeah. one of the things that you see um, in some some godly things, and one of the things that you see in like the financial world is people will say that you know you're a slave to debt. If you have a lot of debt, right. you're a slave to debt, and that that's a biblical thing. You know that that's oh, yeah. you're absolutely a slave to those things that you put yourself under the power of. And, uh, you know, that can be readily seen by the world. Yeah. And it's the same thing we're talking about here yeah. when it comes to sin. You, you go down a path of a sinful life, and then <clears throat> you, you're bound to it in some way. And it doesn't lead to getting out of it. It leads to more of it. Right. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, let's just, you know, if you live a life of eat, drink, and be merry, uh, you know, Different, different. Uh, uh, speaking of, of a man anyway, different women every night type of thing, living like a rock star, you know, in popular culture, uh, living in that manner, you know, where does that leave a person in the end? And, and from, you look back through history, uh, a lot of people that we know that lived that way, they ended up killing themselves. They were in such despair, or they died, in some cases, penniless
1: and angry yeah. and sad I remember uh, hearing an interview with Wilt Chamberlain, who supposedly slept with a lot of women, and he said that somebody had asked him about it, and he, and he had, I forget, it was some big number, like 20,000 women he had slept with. And he says, well, he goes, it would have been better if I had slept with the same woman 20,000 times. There you so there's a guy who re- realized maybe later in life that maybe maybe that wasn't the best thing to do. And, and I've heard that... From other sources
0: too, yeah. you know, from other, other people that have been interviewed. Um, yeah, it, it's it's, it's, you know, it's empty. It's so evident when you just step back and look at what the end of these things are. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure you have. I know I have <clears throat> friends that have chosen <clears throat> sinful paths in life, and when you see the issues and the troubles and the difficulties that they have. Uh, now because of those things. In some cases, it's illness and sickness. In some cases, it's uh, uh, family life that is just a wreck. Oh, yeah. Uh, The emotional uh, tolls, the depression, you know, all of those things that that have stemmed from those choices
1: years ago. Which turn into, you know, coping with, you know, drugs or alcohol and you know, it's just a, it's just a rough path yeah. to get on. And then it becomes generational. Yeah, absolutely. You pass it on to the next generation. Mm-hmm. So that again, it gets kind of what he's... He makes this point, and I it's so true. He says, um, whoever... You, he says, whom you present yourselves slaves to obey. Uh, he says, to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey
0: right mm-hmm. So whenever
1: whenever we decide to take direction from yeah. something we become enslaved to that and, th- and that's a that's a, uh, I think a good point there
0: when you decide to yeah you know in when you think of slavery in the sense that we think about it in our culture today uh, in times gone by, uh, slavery was not something that people chose to do. Right. Many in many cases. It was it was against their will. But in, in this case, you know, it you're you're choosing to put yourself right. into that position. No, nobody has to obey sins. Yeah. I mean
1: it's interesting like so, you know, I I have a job and I work and if I quit that job I'm gonna to have to go get some other job. So you know, even today, even though we don't have slavery today we still have the same concept to where, you know, you, you've got to work right, you know, to survive. So do you, the question
0: becomes, do you, do you work to live or do you live to work? You know, some people live to work. And, and that's again, uh, something that we see in our society. I, I know many people that have come to a later stage of their life that look back and say, I wish I hadn't worked so much. Yeah. You know, and, you know their their children won't talk to them anymore because they, they were never there. around yeah. yeah and and that's that's something that you know as christians we have to we have to weigh that out Yeah, absolutely. You know how, how much you know we, we might be able to obtain great wealth but in the end what will that do us
1: right I can't take it with you right i mean i mean you can help other people i mean there's some right. There's some benefits to having some money, and and it's
0: absolutely it's not sinful to have money. No, and it's just that when you make that
1: your focus, right? Yeah. If that's your focus and that's what you get up for every day, then that's who your who's your slave. Yeah, that's who your master is. You're the slave, right? Right. So I think Paul kind of that this whole section is just basically talking about that concept. Yeah, you and know, I, I saw something today online
0: and it was uh, another preacher posted this um, if I can pull up this now uh, uh, i'll think about it I can't remember the place to find that but anyway it was a, it was a chart and it showed the um, uh, the income of chick-fil-a and i'm not trying to put chick-fil-a on some godly pedestal or anything. But Chick-fil-A had this much income, and Kentucky Fried Chicken, Zaxby's, and all these other restaurants had it piled together their income was less than, than Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and the point being made was that, you know, when you make choices that are in alignment with God's will, you know, God has a funny way of making of making it worthwhile, yeah, and 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 making sure that his people are are not um, are not without, yeah, and uh, and I'm not trying to say that Chick Fil A is a Christian company, yeah. Don't mistake me. But uh, they and,
1: they certainly seem to look to the to biblical principles to run their business. And, and one of the things
0: that you know when even. No matter what, you know, God makes it to rain on the just and the unjust. And if we follow His principles, even even if someone is outside of Christ, they're going to still get some of the benefit of those mm-hmm. choices. Um, so, so, so for whatever it is, you know, I think that kind of hopefully that lines up with these with these thoughts here. That, yeah.
1: You know, we put we put God first. Yeah, absolutely. Um at the end there he says he's he makes this point, he says, now having been set free from sin, right? Um he says and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. So he's pointing to it, you know, there's this is, you're not just doing this for no reason. There's a goal here, you know, and, and heaven is the goal. He says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, and a lot of people will quote that one verse out of context. I've seen that you know lots of time people will they'll they'll use that one like John three sixteen, right? They'll use you know Romans six twenty three and they'll use it out of out of context. But um, the the free the gift of God is eternal life, and it's a free gift, and it is. Yeah. yeah, but but there's more to it than just there's, right. There's a there's a process of accepting the gift, right, right, and there's a process of staying in its in its in its uh, in and, God's good graces, and where you have to, you know, and
0: where people go with that idea, you know, if it's a free gift, then yeah. you know why should I have to do anything? Yeah. But realizing that the things that the Lord asks of of mankind. They pale in comparison and value to, the, to anything, anything close to being able to pay for your sins. So there's no intrinsic value in, in, in being obedient and the act of baptism for obedience. You do that because you want to be pleasing to the Lord, yeah. because you want to be obedient to him, not because that's going to buy you salvation. Otherwise, you could just go down to the river and jump in the water. And uh, you're in a good shape and you could be saved
1: over and over and over again yeah. you know? I mean in, in point in fact he says that this you know this gift is eternal life but this whole chapter is talking about not being a slave to sin yeah of rejecting sin put you know putting on the new man mm-hmm. you know so so it's a free gift but there are some things that are required of you yeah you know yeah absolutely. So I think so that sometimes that they, they use that one verse, and the rest of the chapter is lost on people.
0: Yeah. Now, I don't know if it it makes sense in my
1: mind, and, and
0: uh, I often use the example of, you know, if I'm selling a car, and I were to say, well, you know, I, I want $10,000 for this car, but I'll tell you what. Which one <laughs> you sell <laughs> I don't know if any of well, any of them are worth 10000 Maybe. <laughs> but... Um, if I, if I say, so you, you want to buy this car for $10,000, but it, instead, why don't you just run down here to the Tuscarawas River and, and jump in, and, and then I'll give you the car. You know, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. You know, it, it's not the, 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 that action can't be uh, the, the thing that saves you on its own merits. You know, it's the obedience. Yes. It's the it's because God said so, yes. and, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, it. And so we don't have to understand it. We don't have to understand the
1: reasoning behind it. I don't think anybody understands why God chose baptism as the action that puts one in the Christ. Right. I don't think there there is any I mean there is no verse and maybe that explains the, why God chose
0: this. And and that's maybe that's the wisdom of it. Yeah.
1: But here's the <laughs> one thing we do know. It's said over and over and over. Right. And Romans chapter 6, which we did last episode, you know. Was it, was it Naaman that was asked to dip seven to dip times? Seven, seven times.
0: And he, he thought this river was better. Yeah. You know, he wanted he, to go to the Pisgah or wherever. So so over yeah. and over again, God expects people to do what he said, not what they think is best. Right. Yeah. And, and
1: that's, it's that's just It's about
0: obedience. It. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So.
1: All right. Chapter 7. All right. Whose turn is it to read? I believe it's mine. Uh, We want to read the first six verses. All
0: right. So chapter 7, book of Romans, verse 1. Or do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her, if her husband dies, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of
1: the letter. You know, John, I know of a guy who believes that the only way that a person can remarry is if their spouse dies and they use this scripture. Okay. Well, what about the others? (laughs) Well, that's true. (laughs) Right? Because adultery would be a reason. Right. Somebody would. But but the thing that, and I tried to talk to them, I said, I said, this is not a teaching about divorce, marriage, and remarriage. Mm -hmm. This is a teaching about the old law, right? That's
0: it, that's what this is teaching. It's it's building on that. What do you call it? Common sense knowledge. You know, this is something that people understand in the law. Yes. And so there's a there's a likening to, yeah. to that concept. Yeah. And carrying it forward.
1: Yeah. So right here, and I got to say this for Matt Devore, because um, <laughs> he asked me about this. So he says he says I speak to those who know the law. But he's. I keep saying he keep using the term Jews. He's talking to the Jews here. Mm -hmm. He's talking to the Jewish Christians. Mm -hmm. You know, Matt Matt asked me the other day. He's like, uh, "Do you mean Jewish Christians when you say Jews?" Uh Yes, I do. (laughs) So I guess I probably better clarify that. Yeah. So he's talking to the Jewish Christians because it's 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 this letter is to the church in Rome. So yeah. So it's Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians. Right. So so now he says, "I speak to those who know the law." most likely Jewish Christians, Mm -hmm. that the law has dominion over a man for as long as he lives, right? So as long as a man is alive and under, actually, you know, as U.S. citizens, Mm -hmm. you know, the the United States law, Ohio state law, whatever, has dominion over us as long as we're here and alive. So then he uses this example of a married couple. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, So a woman who has a husband is bound to the law, by the law to her husband as long as he lives. Mm-hmm. Right? That makes sense. And as long as he doesn't cheat on her, too, right? Because right. we know Jesus is teaching on that. We can add that in there, too. Right. He says, but if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. Mm-hmm. Right? And that just, you know, that's... that's yeah. So, But... That's not really, this isn't a teaching about that. It's using that as an example. Right. You know, it's not restricting it to just that. It's just, he says, so then, if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress, right? Right. Because that law would still be in effect. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law. So she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Therefore, you have become dead to the law. Mm -hmm. What law? Sin, yeah, the yeah, or the law, the, or the yeah. I guess it could be sin, or the law of Moses. Um, you have become through the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, what verse come, are you in there? Sorry, verse four. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My yeah. brother you have become dead to the law through the body of Christ because you Jesus be married
0: to another. Yeah,
1: Jesus He's died to fulfill the law. That you may be buried to another, to him who was raised from the dead. And that points out that the old law would have to be dead in right. order for us to be attached to Christ. Right. And I think it's pointing out that fact. The Hebrew letter does that a lot, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You know, the old law has been put away. Yeah. Uh, to him that was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. So just kind of, kind of. You know, things have changed. And that's a, going back to the,
0: this idea of the context, that's a good lesson in context that, you know, this is a confirmation of things that we see elsewhere in the scriptures. You know, so, yeah. so together with that, you know, you can, you can teach marriage law. Yeah. Uh, you know, using this as a confirmation. Yeah. But, but yeah, you're right. It, it, you have to think about what was, what were they, who were they speaking to? And what's what's he trying to get across? What's
1: the context of the situation? He's not teaching about marriage here. Right. He's using the marriage relationship as an example to illustrate that the old law has been, is dead. Right. And
0: then again, you know, if you were a slave to sin, if you were married to sin, you're now, you're dead to sin. Yes. So now you're free to... Yes. Be connected to Christ. Yeah. You could
1: absolutely make that application as well.
0: Yeah. In context. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's the context <laughs> of the previous chapters that we yes. that we read. Yeah. You know, all leading up to this. It all yeah. it's all kind of coming together.
1: I think I would allow both both arguments. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the old law, it could be the law the law of sin that somebody was living under.
0: Right. I think I think that, you know, in that in verse four, I think it is speaking it's using the idea that they're that the law they're dead to the law and now they can be
1: yeah he, uh, he is right. speaking to those who know the
0: law right right so yeah
1: that, that lines up yeah yeah verse five for when we were in the flesh the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death you know this is what I, 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 I've thought about this I think it's human nature. When somebody says, don't do this, you want to do this, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: My my son uh, Anderson told me that the other day. He's like, why did you tell me not to do that? (laughs) He's like, now I want to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And and it just is. It is is human nature. Don't eat the ice cream in the fridge. Right. It was something like that. I wasn't
1: even thinking about that ice cream, but now I can't get it out of my mind. Right. (laughs) So, right. And that's what he says. He says here, he says that our sinful passions, which were aroused by the law, were working our members to bear fruit to death, right? Because Mm -hmm. we, we wanted to do a thing which we shouldn't be doing. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by. So that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and again, it goes to that we talked about it, and I think of the previous episode, this relationship, yes, is changed. changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are they? they it's again in Hebrews it speaks uh, of the law being a schoolmaster. Yeah, you know, and that you think of a you know being a schoolmaster, it, it's. It's not a fun thing. It's not a fun thing to be under right. a schoolmaster, uh, but we are we are now brought forward to Christ, and and it's just a different. It's a it's a closer relationship. We're brought into the fold, you know, to be as we read uh, in one of the previous episodes uh, that we're raised in a likeness of Christ, our our resurrection. Will be like His, and being that where Christ is with the Father, you know that's that's something that, uh, you know, the those under the old law could never be that close right. to the Father. Right. You know that nobody was
1: able to be in the presence of God. I mean, probably the majority of the Jews didn't even believe that you would be res- resurrected at all. Right. You know, that's well, at least that's what the Sadducees believed. Which were, from what I understand, about eighty percent of the Jews. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you think of the, uh, you know,
0: <laughs> think about those that were, you know, close to the presence of the Lord. You know, it, it was, you know, Moses, uh, but but even then, it wasn't the same, not the same closeness as Christ. Right. And and so yeah,
1: it's it's a very special, uh, different relationship. I'm going to read the next uh, five or six verses and we'll stop at verse 12 and we'll see if we can get through that before we end here, okay? It says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would have not have known covetousness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me, All manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was alive once without the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin taking occasion by the commandment deceived me and it killed me. Therefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. I think this kind of goes back to, uh, and he said this earlier on. Uh, I'm going to turn to four fifteen.
0: You go ahead and read what she says, the law brings about wrath, for the, where there is no law, there is no transgression.
1: What I was thinking is here in Romans chapter five, which we covered a few weeks ago, it said that uh, it says death reigned from Adam to Moses even over those who did not sin, according to the like of the strange aggression, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, oh, it's, oh, I'm sorry. It's verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there was no law. Mm-hmm. So, so before there was a law, um, sin, wasn't, sin wasn't accounted against people uh, because there was nothing to break. And then Paul's making this point that um, that now that that he says so. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? He said, certainly not. He says on the contrary, what it, what the law did was pointed out what's righteous. Righteous. Right.
0: And that goes back to that schoolmaster idea. You yes. Know, teaching, teaching the Lord's people, you know what it is that He desires.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And because they saw what was righteous, now they could see how unreal, it was like a mirror, Mm you know, and and they, 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 they took the law and they could look at it, you know, and it made them look at themselves. It's like anything that we learn,
0: you know, when we, uh, we start to learn to drive, you know, you miss a lot of things. Yeah. You have that laser focus and you, and you, you miss a lot of the, a lot of the little things. But now as you and I have been driving for many years, we, we can see things, quote unquote, before they happen. We can, oh, yeah. we, we can see the things that are about to happen. And uh, when when we immerse ourselves in what, what God desires and his law, uh, we start to be able to see things a little earlier. We're not <laughs> blindsided by sin.
1: We know, maybe I shouldn't go there. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't do that. I know a few months ago, Megan was coming home from work, my daughter, and she hit a piece of steel on the highway it mm-hmm. tore the front bumper off of her car i remember had to fix that but in and it was an accident and these things happen it's not a big deal we fixed the car it's done but maybe a more experienced driver mm-hmm. would have seen that piece of metal a mile down the road and said okay right i gotta get in a different lane right but an inexperienced driver